you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Sabin. So thank you for joining me today and welcome. I am Barbara Sabin, your spiritual warrior coach, and I am here to help you reclaim your energy, your power, and your authentic self. And for those of you that may not know me, I am a certified clinical medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and author of the best-selling book, Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. You know, I have been helping my clients for over 35 years, and the older I get, hmm, the more wisdom seems to come through. So isn't it time that you believe in yourself? Because you know, your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life, because it's so very, very powerful. So let's use it for positive thinking creating harmony, balance, peace, love, happiness, and anything else that your heart desires. Because one day, the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And speaking about shining, I have a shining guest today, and her name is Sonia M. Miller. And she is an accomplished coach, a speaker, an author who specializes in helping hardworking, goal-oriented people to receive what they most want. And she is the founder of the Receive Experience. And Sonia teaches the simple three-step receive method, which shines the light on the difference between pursuing your goals and receiving your goals. And through her internationally translated best-selling book, The Attraction Distraction, and newly released Receive Oracle Cards, Sonia is passionate about spreading the message that the practice of receiving is one of the most generous things that we can embody. And it liberates us from being lack-based consumers to be abundantly overflowing contributors for ourselves our loved ones, and for the world. So welcome, Sonia. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Barbara. It's oh, my pleasure. So how long have you been teaching this and, and doing this? Or, uh, or probably I should ask, what did you do prior to this? <laughs> well, I've actually been working as a coach, uh, an intuitive mindset coach, I guess you might call it. Oh, for I hung my shingle in 1996. Um, so it's been over 25 years now. Um, but my journey began back in the days, you know, after college, I got a business degree, I used to work in a brokerage firm. Oh. And um, I really had no idea, you know, who I was and what I wanted to do and be I had a little glimmer. Um, but I just, you know, felt like I had to get a financially secure job and be responsible and get a paycheck. And so um, my journey into coaching, the intuitive realm and, and um, law of attraction, manifestation and receiving has been quite an arc. And so it really was 
the beginning of uh, you know trading stocks and bonds and being in this high achieving goal oriented hard working sort of a world was what I knew. That's where I came from, um, and I really got my sense of value and worth for from what I did and how, what I achieved. And I was very unhappy there. So eventually, I you know I just kind of started exploring spiritual teachings and all things having to do with consciousness. And as you mentioned, the power of the mind and conscious creation and metaphysics and all of that stuff. And the more I went into it, the more I knew that I was in the realm that was really for me. And so over, you know, uh, an arc of living and life experience, I went from East Coast to West Coast and I went from business degree to social work. And in between, I studied all kinds of personal development and it brought me into the realm of coaching. Um, and it's been very, very fulfilling. It's, uh, I really shifted from what I call the doing model of power to the being model of power and really understanding how being actually could be productive, useful and produce concrete results. And even though like, I love that invisible realm of within, um, there, I just kind of had to find my way through it. And so the receive method is this way of teaching people how to navigate that inner world in a really simple way that taps into, it really is about going beyond our upper limits when we, we realize that doing can only get you so far and being is the thing that gets you beyond those upper limits. Oh, I, I know because it, it's, uh, it's re really just being our authentic self. You know, and I had the same thing. I, I was a regional sales manager for a very big company mm -hmm. for 15 years, managed yeah. 500 employees, a um, lot of responsibility. And then I said, what am I doing? <laughs> <You know? laughs> this isn't who I am, even though I, I enjoyed it and I did very well. Um, I decided to step away and, and step away into the energy healing and hypnosis and and it's amazing how when we finally decide to be who we're meant to be, mm -hmm. the world opens up for us. Definitely. So I can understand. I mean, it's a wonderful feeling when, when you're able to walk away from, I want to say, the corporate, you know, mm -hmm. uh, grind and, and step into, you, uh, you know, ourselves. Definitely. Definitely. So yeah. you've been doing this for how long now? Yeah, so I, um, after my master's in social work, I, I hung my shingle, you know, I, it's funny, when I was a kid, this might be, this might, you know, date me, and some people might not know who this is, but I bet you, you do. It, um, so there used to be this advice columnist named Dear Abby, right? So, oh, yes, I remember. Right? So when I was in elementary school, I mean, in second grade, my teacher moved me from uh, to the boys table because I talked too much. And she told my mom at a conference, she goes, Oh, Sonia's a regular dear Abby. I was always giving everybody advice, you know, apparently. Right. <laughs> so, um, I remember doing some personality tests and they always said teacher, healer, counselor. That's that always came back. Like that's what I'm meant to be, mm -hmm. but I never had the courage to do it. I thought I just have to get, you know, like that nine to five job and, you know, be stable and responsible. Um, but eventually, uh, I got, to, you know, had the courage and the support to actually pursue things that were really true to my heart. And so in 1996, I 97, I graduated with my master's in social work. And I already been, you know, through other volunteer groups, 
coaching people were women were asking me I was in part of this international women's organization that was all volunteer based and women were seeking me out for support and coaching because I was doing a lot of leadership training and development and program development there and uh, it was a very organic process they said Sonia you know will you create a workshop so I created a workshop and it was then called the vision workshop which is still one of the things that I offer and I did a four-hour workshop about creating a vision for the relationship of your dreams. And it was sold out. And I did another one and that was sold out. And that was the beginning. And then one thing led to another. And I wrote my book, which was a labor of love. And that did, that was a dream since I was a kid to write a book. And I got translated into five languages and did really well. So one thing just kept leading to another and my audience kept growing. So I've been doing it for 25 years now. It's amazing, you know, uh, myself as, uh, you know, as a regional sales director, when I would visit all my, the, the locations, I would always give them affirmations, you know, my words of wisdom, and little did I know that is really what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. But it, it's amazing. And I had so many people tell me, wow, you know, I, I can't wait for you to tell us something positive. So, you know, it's like anything else. We're probably doing it for a long time and actually do not realizing that that's where we actually need to be. Yes. Yeah. I actually have a lot of very high functioning, like I said, hardworking, goal-oriented, ambitious clients. And all of these clients have a lot of success, like outer world success in their lives. Um, but they come because they, they do feel like they're hitting this upper limit and they're, they're really getting in touch with, well, I'm successful, but I'm not fulfilled. And that's very, those are two different things, not always, but sometimes we can be successful, but not feel fulfilled. And so, and again, I like to just illuminate the difference between this doing model of power where we get our value from what we achieve versus something that's internal, but it isn't just about feeling worthy or valuable, but I love connecting the dots about how, when you tap into that, how that actually produces results in your life. So there are inner world results like confidence and peace and freedom and joy and love, but also, you know, people having babies and having breakthroughs in their relationships. And, and I have, I have a lot of salespeople that the sales come in, the contracts close, you know, so there's a direct correlation when we're really living from our authentic self to the results that we can see in our lives. Yeah, it's, it's a lot different. And, and I know even for myself, uh, once I lived authentically, I started writing my book, I ended up getting a job at the Four Seasons as mm. the first energy healer there and hypnotherapy. Wow. So, you know, it, it does happen once you Again, the confidence, the joy, the belief, uh, once you really can feel that inner you know, strength that we do have, it's just a matter of us knowing that we do, then we're able to do anything actually that we can set our minds to do. Yes. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful feeling when we finally become who we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, uh, how do you, uh, what do you teach your students? You know, what, what exactly is the, the difference between, between you and, and, say, some other coaches? Okay. Well, um, the, the main difference, the, there's different kinds of coaches for sure. But when I have people come to me, they, they really are looking for 
many of them come to me and they say, you know, Sonia, I've read all the books. I know all the right answers, but I can't bring what I know into my experience, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, while people talk a lot about mindset, which is very, very important, I really like connecting. I, I like to use metaphors a lot. So I talk about, for example, the hunter's approach to personal success and fulfillment versus the majestic tree, right? So when the hunter wants to manifest a goal, wants to, they, they use their five senses, they use their mind, they set a target, they do a lot of mental energy research, and then they take a lot of action, they get out their tools and they look on the horizon, right? The majestic tree, so they, so they can receive, you know, they can hunt and catch what they want, they can receive that, but it's limited. Mm-hmm. It's limited to what you can conceive of with your mind. With receiving, which is the being model of power, I love to use the majestic tree as a model because what the majestic tree and flowers and nature and plants do is they receive all day long, every day, 24 seven, and they think about nothing, research, nothing, take no action. They're just receivers, right? Mm -hmm. And so I like to make the distinction between getting versus receiving and receiving is the inner world. It's feeling, experiencing, sensing. It's very much about flow. And so one of the things I teach is when you really understand that receiving is about your experience, you learn how to be unselective about what you receive. Because what most people do is they receive what they want and they resist or push against what they don't want. So their experience of receiving is like this. Mm-hmm. And that causes us to like receive what we want and starts or get stuck but when we learn how to be unselective and open up to flow then yes pain is inevitable sometimes we'll experience things that we don't want but suffering is optional so part of learning how to be what I call a fortunate receiver is understanding how to receive the things that we don't want and feel safe doing it because a lot of us don't know how to do that we just know how to battle or resist or avoid the things we don't want But when we receive everything, including the things that are uncomfortable or we don't want, and we learn how to let it pass through and feel safe, then we're an invitation. And that's what the majestic tree is. It's a constant invitation as opposed to being intention-based like the hunter. And then the kindness of life can just keep flowing through because there's always kindness available. We just block ourselves when we're protecting ourselves. So that's one of the things I love to illuminate through the teachings. Wow. That's... uh... A beautiful way of, of uh, explaining it because a lot of people, yeah, they want to receive only what it is that they want to receive. But as you mentioned, there's all this other things that do come in. Some is beautiful. Some of it is not. So it is about, you know, having that balance and, and understanding that, well, maybe we need, you know, even though it's fear-based or worry-based or stress-based, we need to understand that, okay, we feel it, we know it and understand it and allows us to let it go. Absolutely. And that's another thing I love. That's actually part of the receive method. So the three-step receive method is A-L-I. So A is awareness. Mm -hmm. Now we say awareness is the key to everything. L is let it be here. 
and I is invite more or better. Now, these are just words until you start to understand how to practice right. it. But this idea of letting go is this profound teaching across all kinds of spiritual paths. You know, we understand our minds often get the teachings, well, you need to let go, whether it's let go and let God or live and let live, you know, it's about non-resistance. Mm -hmm. But the mind, when the mind hears let go, it thinks loss. It thinks I'm going to lose something. I'm going to lose control. I'm going to, I'm going to lose the thing I want. So I have found that let it be here is the thing that allows people to let go of the battle, let go of trying to fix, change or control things. Just let what is here be here. And of course, it's a little bit of practice and learning if we've never really done it before, but that's what allows the discomfort to pass. And I, you know, one of the things that I hear from my clients very early on when they're, when they're going through the receive course or the receive experience is how much less anxiety they feel. Yes. Because now they know how to relate to their anxiety in an empowering way, rather than, for example, the hunter is all about solving problems and fixing things, which is a form of resistance. The majestic tree, that whole model of being is all about nurturing. So let's say you have anxiety what most of us do is we feel anxiety, we go up into our heads and then we try to make it go away or change things in the outer world that we think are the cause of the anxiety. And that just creates more resistance and more anxiety. Mm -hmm. But when we shift from fixing ourselves to nurturing ourselves, then the anxiety can be here. It'll pass when we, when we practice those exercises, it will move on through. And then you're an invitation for the next thing and ideas and awarenesses and new possibilities come in. Well, it's, it's it, I guess it's, it's letting go of expectation. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Cause when we expect when many times we get discouraged if it doesn't yeah. happen. Right. Cause so, expectation also often comes with attachment. Exactly. So ultimately to be detached. Right. Is probably a, is a gift actually, if, if those that are able to do it. Right. I know for myself, uh, e even for material or anything else, the more detached I become, uh, the more enlightened I become. Right. Right. So, and, yeah, and ultimately we should actually be detached, but that's right. challenging though. Right. Because, you know, it's, again, it's a good idea. We understand the concept of it, but then there's all this emotion beneath it. Exactly. There's all of these feelings. So how do we deal with the feelings? Well, when we, when we really practice self-nurturing, right, then we have an empowered relationship with all of our emotions. Then all kinds of things become possible. But many of us, you know, in my book, I actually, my chapter 16 is harness the power of your emotions. And I know for me in my journey, I didn't even talk about it, but one of the things that really opened me up to my intuition and coaching that whole world, believe it or not, was I healed from bulimia. I mean, I had an eating disorder. And so my journey, it wasn't about food. It was about feeling my feelings, mm -hmm. right? So as I learned to feel my feelings and heal from that, all kinds of awarenesses and intuition opened up because I was no longer resisting or doing battle with my emotions, you know, through stuffing food and that behavior. So um, detachment is a great idea, but we have to understand how to deal with our feelings in order to be able to detach. You think a lot of it, uh, for some people it's feeling shame or guilt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think what happens is, is, you know, um, 
our parents, all of our parents did the best they can. You know, it's not about blaming our parents, but, you know, in an ideal upbringing, we're valued for who we are. All, you know, our needs are valued, our wants are valued, our feelings, like there's a safe place. But, you know, if our parents didn't necessarily have the skills to reflect, you know, a loving, you know, caring, compassionate space for our feelings, then we start getting messages growing up about our feelings and our emotions. And sometimes it's nonverbal, either, you know, it's I'll give you something to cry about or don't raise your voice at me. You know, like there's anger. These are, this is totally human, right? So then we do start to feel shame for our feelings and we internalize that and we learn that, right? So that makes it difficult you know, if we don't, if we weren't treated with compassion and gentleness, how are we going to know that that's how we need to be with our feelings? Mm -hmm. So that's a part that we really address a lot when I teach receiving is it's about developing a nurturing, compassionate, and for some people for the first time, nurturing, compassionate relationship with all of those emotions and feelings. And they probably have never felt it before. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's an eye opener for them. So do, do, do they feel like they're not able to get through it or or over time they trust themselves that they can? Well, you know, I, I basically I always teach. I never teach from theory. I always teach from things that I have personal experience with. And, and um, in the original receive course, I talk about the 10 powers of being. So for example, one of the powers of being is receive everything as sacred. So it's that, that's an idea about all that you're feeling, all that you're experiencing is sacred. We receive all of it. We resist none of it. Another one is the power of support. And so if we've never had that experience of being nurtured, then, you know, I really, I have a very nurturing mother sort of energy. That's part of my being, you know? So um, I received like nurturing from other people as I learned how to what that was, you know, how to, what, what is this? Right. And so I think it's very important that, it, you know, people who have no frame of reference to have those safe, whether it's, you know, psychotherapy, healers, mentors, but a safe nurturing place where they actually get exposed to, oh, this is what nurturing looks like and feels like, and sounds like. Mm -hmm. And as they have that experience, then they can start to do that for themselves. So is that, is, is that what makes receiving, you know, different than other approaches to success, you know, and healing and transformation? I, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I can't speak to all the different other approaches, but I can say that for me, um, that nurturing piece and nurturing our natural innate self-worth and value in a way that my mind could really understand it. Cause I'd hear about self-love, like they were, I'm like, okay, but what is that? Mm -hmm. What actually is self-love? And it's really about how we relate to ourselves. So it's an, it, as far as the way I teach receiving and manifestation, I, I haven't seen it done anywhere this way. It really has, you know, and I've studied a lot of things over my life. So I've never seen it done quite this way where we incorporate nurturing as one of the fun fundamental pieces that allows you to receive so much more. And if you kind of look at that metaphor, there isn't a lot of nurturing in the hunter approach, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have these, you know, high functioning, like I said, ambitious, successful, goal-oriented people. They are tough and they're capable and they're smart, but it's kind of like, what's nurturing? You know, like I actually have two new clients that are focusing just on manifesting 
a romantic relationship. And they are, you know, one's a CEO, the other one's an attorney, right? And so the, like the very first thing we talk about is like, okay, let's talk about feeling. Oh, they don't know what it is. Probably. And they, and I was the same way. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> at best, it's kind of like, well, feeling it, you know, we get these messages. That's the whole thing. We get these messages that like, there's that great movie with Tom, Tom Hanks. There's no crying in baseball, you know, and it's like, <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, it's, uh, we get messages like, you know, it's, it's uh, messy, it's unproductive, there's no space for feelings here. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not useful, right. you know, and I'm here to say, not only are your feelings and your emotions useful, but if you don't know how to relate to them, you are literally operating at only a fraction of your power. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a big believer, and it isn't just an idea, because I've experienced this, and I've witnessed in my clients, your power rides on the current of your emotions. When your emotions can flow like a current, when you find a safe way to let them move through you and not act out, but to have movement, right? It opens things up. It just opens things up and it's incredible. Um, and because we don't have a frame of reference for how to deal with them, we have to learn safe containers, you know, for having some, how do you hold space for your feelings? How do you let them move if you've never had that experience of like, wow, I've really never let myself feel the fear. I've just suppressed it or avoided it or try to control things. I've never really felt my anger, you know, so things start to come online and it can be scary, right? But with the safe container, with the right concepts, a little bit at a time, some little practices to work up to it we start to tap into our power as we start to really let these aspects of ourselves be revealed. And as, as more of our, our own being starts to flow through our, our being, more of life can flow through our being in our life as well. Yeah, we allow that abundance to actually come into us. Yes. Yeah, yeah feel, feeling was a rough one for me also growing up because I was very intuitive and I can feel a lot of, you know, uh, when I was in school, for instance, um, I would just know if someone did something and they would get hurt. So I would tell them, oh, don't do that because you're going to get hurt. Because mm. I could feel them, feel it intuitively. And then, of course, they would do it, get hurt, then I'd be blamed. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, feeling is so important. And I, I, I feel in my heart a lot of the... Um, not just adults, but a lot of the kids now, they're, they're desensitized. Mm. You know, there's so much video games and that, that are they really feeling what they need to feel? I, I feel it's more like, you know, anger and frustration. Um, do, do you also deal with children, uh, you know, at, at this level or? Yes, I have. So most of my clients are, you know, adults, right. but I have a number of over the years and I continue to have parents refer bring send their kids you know mm -hmm. so um, the youngest one mm, I mean I, when I was a social worker I, I worked with middle school girls um migrant farm worker migrant farm worker families um and I, I was in a liaison uh so it was younger kids and now I've had anywhere from 13 to let's say 25 so I've been getting some mm -hmm. kids that are going to college 
Um, I've got a, a, a high schooler that I'm working with as well. Um, so yeah, these principles. And then my, my daughter, um, she would bring me in because she'd sing in choir. So she'd have me come in and we would do energy healing with the choir before competition or things like that as well, <laughs> get them ready. So yeah, I mean, these are universal principles and, you know, the younger, you know, somebody can really learn about how to relate to their own feelings. I mean, that's a, an essential life skill because otherwise the, the alternative is, I mean, having feelings is the most human thing in the world but we don't all have wisdom about what to do with them or why they're even, what purpose do they serve? How are they helpful? We just think that they're these things that I, that feel really uncomfortable. And so I just like try to make them go away. And that doesn't feel good. And is really disempowering too. I know. So do you feel that the, the, the younger children actually begin to understand it? Oh yeah. I, you know, you know, it's so beautiful how, it's so simple and so profound. Like all that's needed for feelings is legitimization. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say all of your feelings are legitimate and valued no matter what, no mm -hmm. matter what. And I was just talking about this on a group call the other night. You know, I have um, a woman who's opening up to some um, strong emotions around needs that didn't get met as a, as a child, right? And so she was actually feeling shame because she reacted a certain way and disempowered. And one of the things I just, you know, I, I love telling children, adults, anyone who needs to hear it, it's like, all of your feelings are legitimate, valid, valued. You get to feel how you feel and what you do, that's a separate topic. The more you learn how to honor your emotions, the more you can respond versus react that allows you to be more powerful in your life right I always say you know if someone pushes your buttons and you react in a certain way think before you react because then it, it could be a, a, a no-win situation and then both get very upset and anger and uh stressed over something that probably shouldn't have happened anyway right uh, so do, do you with, with the kids again um how how do you help them like get over say uh, an ang you know if they're always angry well what about like uh, I don't know if you deal with uh, bullies for instance you mm -hmm. know kids that are bullied how, how I actually haven't had any bully ki okay. kids that you mean that are bullied or that are, are bullied yeah or so they're bullied bully. yeah mm -hmm. okay well I have dealt with kids that are bullied Right. So the first thing is, you know, legitimizing the feelings, right. And giving them just a space to talk about it and then talk about it, feel about it, write about it, draw about it, pound pillows about it, you know, like really legitimizing, giving that a place to flow. And, and, you know, I always say that the, the voice of the internal, the inner nurturer I like to say the divine mother many times, you know, that, that unconditional loving mother, the voice of that for the feelings is, of course you feel this way. It's always like, of course you feel this way. It makes total sense given what you've been through. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of legitimizing. So that's the first piece. And then, and give that lots of room, lots of, because what we tend to do, especially if we've never really had this is many times we'll just jump straight to the solution. Well, what do I do about it? Mm -hmm. Right. But knowing the right thing to do, if, if 
you're going to be way more powerful if you feel like, you know what, I matter. You know, like when, when your feelings are legitimized, you get the messages, you matter, your feelings matter, right? Everything about you matters. That strengthens your sense of value, right? Sense of value and self-worth that gives you more confidence just there, like, yeah, right? So you're, uh-huh. the place you're coming from, your being versus just the tactics or the doing of dealing with bullying gets more, you're, you're embodied, right? So you're coming from your power, which is the being versus the doing. And then once you've got a lot of space for that, I, one of the things I really like to do, like I used to do this with my kids because one of mine was getting bullied is just legitimization and, and then give it space only if she asked about, well, what do I do? It's like, okay, let's do some role-playing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what are some things we could, you know, and let's brainstorm together. So we talk about some, and, and I'd actually talked to my sister-in-law, who's a psychologist, and she gave me some great ideas about ways to deal with bullies, sense of humor, um, joking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll tell you one thing, my, this is a little side note, but it was, it was such a great one. So she got bullied and she, she, her comeback was when this kid did it again, she, he made some joke about her t-shirt because she got chosen for some leadership thing and was like saying something. And so she just looked him straight in the eyes after she got that legitimization, but she, she goes jealous. <laughs> I just loved it. It was so uh-huh, great. Uh-huh. And what did he do? Probably didn't know what it to just do. <laughs> stopped him in his tracks. It was so great. It just uh-huh. stopped him you know so there's many different ways of dealing with it and of course when you know we need to have our advocates the parents and the teachers as well um but from the feelings point of view i always start there and then when they're ready then we talk about what do i do about it what do you do about it yeah i know i was bullied a lot and um and i actually some bullies would push me and hurt me and i was the type not to I really didn't want, it wasn't, I, I, I wasn't afraid, but I didn't want to hurt them back. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with a child? I know my, that my mom told me that if I don't hurt them back, she's going to hurt me. So that was a whole, <laughs> that was a whole different ball game there. <laughs> and she, so was only like, she was like five feet and she had red hair. And boy, you know that those words were action words. So, you know, of course I had to then fight back. But what, what if you have someone like myself who just doesn't want to hurt somebody? Mm, it's yeah, one. yeah. It's interesting because I was going to ask you, did your mom support you to stand up for yourself? And so she did. Oh, yes, she did. did. You didn't want to hurt anybody. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, you know, it. it's, one of the things I told my kid, cause I had zero backbone when I was a kid mm. and like you very, I always fought, for, I could stand up and fight for the underdog, but I couldn't fight for myself. I couldn't mm-hmm. stand up for myself. Right. Um, so when my kids came to me, I said, look, let me be honest. I go, I was never good at this when I was a kid. So I just like normalized that it can be difficult. Right. And I said, um, so we'll figure this out together. And I completely support you to find a way to stand up for yourself. This is a very important thing. So part of it was, you know, being, it was more like, I'm, I may not have the answer, uh, but we'll figure this out together. And that's a really important piece because we don't always have the answers as parents and we want to support our kids. And just knowing 
that they're not dealing with it alone, that their parent believes them, that their parent is advocating for them. That that's huge as we go later on into the world, you know, and, and we're dealing with, you know, memories of being traumatized or not knowing how to hand uh, or bullied, I should say, and then standing up for ourselves. Well, you think that's all part of nurturing ourselves? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even had a situation as an adult uh, some years ago I was helping my son buy his first car. And I, I don't, I don't do dealer. I mean, like I know how to buy a car. So we went through it, but the transaction went sideways and he really was, uh, can I say this in a podcast? He was getting screwed. I mean, he was really like, you know, getting screwed. Mm -hmm. And it was so scary for me to like, how do you deal with like people who don't have integrity? Like if somebody has integrity, I know how to deal it. But when they're like, you know, I really had, and I was fighting for my son and it was this whole process of getting in touch with my inner authority, you know? So whether we're kids, whether we're adults, you know, part of it was legitimizing my anger at how this, my son was being treated by these people, you know? And then I found my inner authority, which was when the mama bear came out, it was like, watch out. <laughs> exactly. Watch out. <laughs> I bet he got a better deal. <laughs> they listened. Yeah. They listened. Oh yeah. yeah it's funny. Cause <laughs> my husband and I, when we, when we go to Lisa Carr, um, I always tell him, I'll be the bad guy. You be the good guy. <laughs> Because they usually don't expect that. They expect the female, oh, I love the car. I want the car. But it ha when it's reversed, I, I see all of a sudden now they're, they don't know what to do. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'll and be I, the bad guy. You be the good guy. <laughs> I, I do it all the time. <laughs> I tell them, you know, as I know you're, you could be a bad guy, but let's <laughs> just play a different role for now. I you love know? it. I love it. And you'd be surprised. And then, you know, I'll get up and say, well, I don't need the car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, wait, but well, let's, let's figure out something else. And then but, I, but, but, yeah. yeah, it's all the, always oh, the, but, 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 or I'll tell them, don't waste my time. Either yes, we can, or no, we can't. You know, and no in between. <laughs> and so, yeah. And um, it's so you don't mind. You don't care about hurting their feelings. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, they want to make the sale. Sale actually. So it's not hurting yeah. the feelings. It's not being taken for a ride. That's yeah. that's the thing. And I know because I was in sales for so many years. I I know what people salespeople do. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's not, it's, as you said, it's not, it's not authentic. It's, they look to get the, the most when they know they don't have to, but they want to. Right. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, when that mama bear comes out, watch out. Yeah. now my mama bear, you know, fights on my behalf because I really developed that, you know, mm -hmm. but this goes back to the nurturing. You know, one of the things we talk about in the receive program is the difference between transactional value versus innate value. Mm. And so what happens with a lot of, um, well, it's, a, it's, it's kind of epidemic, I think in our culture anyway, which is very val validates the doing, but not so much the being right. So, but especially with ambitious goal oriented people that are high functioning, Part of why they're they're goal oriented and successful is because they're really good doers, which means I'll do this and then you will. It's a, in order to receive, I need to be in a transaction. So I will do this and then you will give me approval, attention, 
compensation. In other words, you value me for what I do. Mm-hmm. Well, you can receive that way, but it's hard work. You know, the whole, the whole the receive Oracle cards are all about learning how to receive your fulfillment by unlearning struggle. Now I would say some struggle in life is natural, but much of it is learned. And when we think our values based in a transaction, I'll give you this and then I'll get what I want. Mm-hmm. Then many times we won't receive unless we're working hard. We also never know when enough is enough. So we feel like we're not enough because our values based on what we do. Mm-hmm. So then how much is, when is enough enough? So there's always this delay in what you can receive in your life because it's based on the conditions of a transaction. But when we learn to nurture our innate value, our natural self-worth just, it's already within us. I always think of it, it's like a little seed. It exists within each of us, but we don't always, it doesn't always take up a lot of space because it hasn't been nurtured. But as we nurture that part of us, the consciousness that creates our reality is I receive simply because I exist. I call it reasonless receiving. Every time you nurture yourself, you're receiving from yourself simply because you exist. You're sad, you receive nurturing, you're receiving from yourself. You're angry, you're receiving from yourself. You're happy, you're celebrating, you're receiving from yourself. But it's not because it's a transaction. It's not because you were smart. It's not because you took action. You just show up for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the consciousness of I receive simply because I exist. I am valuable. And that's part of what opens the floodgates to all kinds of things because you take transaction out of the equation. Yeah, value and confidence and self-esteem is so important. Yeah. And and a, a lot of people lacking in that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's it's probably upbringing. Right. That's I mean, that's kind of the first place, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you know, I'm a parent, you know, our, our parents, our parents and their parents, you know, like we, our parents do the best they can. So parent is the first place and then our environment and school and our culture, you know, but the beautiful thing is we all have the power to reparent ourselves, to nurture ourselves and to expand and grow that natural self-worth. And as we do that, you know, I I always say, as you show up for you, Mm -hmm. then life shows up for you. You become able as, as you receive from yourself then you're able to receive the kindness of life as well. It expands and expands. 500% 500% I agree with that yeah because really that's that's how it should be but we don't understand it that's the thing yeah for sure so, what, uh, I'm sure you have tons of clients what what is like maybe one success story that someone that really was was just wasn't able to get out of what they were stuck in do you have anything Oh yeah, I have I have lots of success stories. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of my one of the there's so many, but one that really warms my heart is um one of my clients, she's a you know, accomplished, intelligent, hardworking, goal-oriented uh woman. Um, and she really wanted to have a baby. And it just wasn't happening for her. She had one marriage that didn't work out, and then she was having issues and the relationship piece wasn't working out. Um, and you know, she'd get on these calls and I'd say, it's interesting too, because this thing about unlearning struggle, she said, I'm a, she was a self-professed workaholic, you know, just working, 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 you know, high net worth, very, you know, capable. Um, but I always had to tell her, it's like, 
this is a little sidebar, but I call myself the human crowbar, right? Because to do this work, you have to make space for it in your life. Mm-hmm. I say, all it takes is 15 minutes a day, but it's like when you're in doing mode and you've been in that group for so long, the idea of stopping is just like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't take, afford to take my foot off the gas. Right. But anyway, I got her to one of my retreats and so she had to stop. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> So she stopped and she did some guided meditations and then she was able to build on that when she went back home. So she was doing, she was, you know, saying her affirmations, just sitting and being, practicing ALI. And um, once she really started to tap into, oh, this is what the power of being is, as opposed to the power of doing, she got pregnant she um, found money in some account. I mean, she had like all of these things are showing up for her. So she, she bought a home for her and her baby and the money started flowing and she got these provisional, she got some job offers when she was in transition to, for a job that would be better for when she was raising, just everything opened up for her. But she, I always say it's like, oh, the human crowbar is we got, okay, there's a crack. Uh-huh. I know you want to make space for this. So I'm going to insert myself. I'm going to open that up. You need 15 minutes a day. You got to show up for yourself. Um, but it's the power of stopping, you know, and then she could make space and things started to flow in. And a lot of us <laughs> just can't do it. You know, we tell ourselves, what, 15 minutes to meditate or five minutes? No, I have to do this, 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 and this. But then it just, it does not work out as well as it should because again, we're not uh, back to nurturing. We're not right. taking time for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And that's so important. Yeah. Well, you know, part of the, you know, you talked about shame and guilt too. Like when we learn that we're valued in a transactional sort of way, this was one of the biggest ahas that happened for me. And then the receive Oracle cards and the receive, all of that just started to open up. I was, so, you know, I did all of this personal growth work you know, for many, many years. And I knew about masculine and feminine energy, which is not gender or sexuality, but just energy, like qualities. And I knew about doing versus being. Um, and I knew I'd been a, a real, an overachiever to working really hard, but I softened in my relationships. You know, like I learned about it all in the realm of relationships. And it was really, it was some years ago, I was, you know, I know how to work hard. So I was hard charging. I was working my business and, and I just had this moment where I just heard a little voice that said, Sonia, stop, just stop. Like, you know, that there's doing and being, you are over-functioning. And I heard this little voice that said, okay, well, I know how to feel powerful doing, but I don't know how to feel powerful being. And in that moment, I realized I had this internalized bias towards doing. It was either I'm doing or not doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm either do. So looking at not doing when you're a doer, it's like you're standing over here and you're looking over at do not doing. You don't know what the power of being is. You just see lazy, unmotivated, <laughs> unproductive, um, passive, weak. You don't. It's like there's no being. There's just doing and not doing. And in that moment, I'm like. I, I was talking to life, to the universe. I said, show me the value and the power of being. How is being useful, productive, and powerful? Mm-hmm. And I had to sit in that, you know, until an answer came. And then the image of the tree. I'm like, the tree? 
does nothing, zero doing, zero, zero analyzing, zero hunting, zero, it's, and it just receives all day long from life. Mm -hmm. Everything it needs, I'm going to say probably much of what it wants. Mm -hmm. And it's powerful because it stands, it stays, and it shares. So it has this impact and influence in the world. It doesn't go out and conquer. It just grows. Grows. And then it and it attracts, and then it seeds and flowers are spread through the winds and the end. It doesn't do anything. Not it's exactly being, right. And that's I'm like, oh, and then that was it. The everything came through, channeled, written, done, you know. And I knew the first time I started teaching it, I'm like, people were getting these incredible results. And I'm like, holy moly, is it can I replicate this? Was that a fluke? Or am I onto something? Right. Mm -hmm. Then I did it again, more giant results, you know, like just incredible babies, relationships, sales, closing, windfalls of money, kids talking to their parents again, out of the blue. I mean, just incredible sort of peace, anxiety coming down. I did it again. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't. It wasn't a fluke. There's like being is powerful when you remember, you know, human doing human being We're human beings. It's a powerful thing. Oh yeah, I, I love the tree because I I look at the uh, at all the the trees outside. They're they're so grounded and they're balanced, and and they they give so much uh, life to us. Yeah, you know, oxygen and and just being again, just being there. Yes. You know, the it's beautiful. It's something that is truly beautiful. And I I feel that's how we have to look at ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and Did that's what. A tree is full, filled with all that it is. That's full. I would say fulfillment is a feeling. It's not an achievement. You don't think fulfilled. You feel fulfilled. Back to why we need to feel, mm -hmm. right? You know, so it's, that's the trees just being and everything flows through it. It doesn't resist when, when the, when the, when, uh, the animals poop around it. It doesn't say, oh, this thing's, I don't want it. It receives it. It receives right? it. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. When the sun is too hot, it doesn't like, you know, put, it receives the sun, you know? So we learn how to receive the things we don't want, mm -hmm. but they, it all flows through us. And then it transforms it into blessings and fruit and flowers and beauty that everyone partakes from. Mm -hmm. Do you have the cards with you? I do. Oh, let's see them. Yeah. <laughs> They're beautiful. What a beautiful cover. Thank what, you. Who, who, uh, you designed that? Is that? Yes, this was a labor of love. So, um, here's the, this is what they, they're all, I tell you some lot. So this is what they look like on the back. Oh, wow. Um, each one has some of them are upside down. Each you can see sort of the colors they are really, oh, yeah. Oh, the beautiful colors, blues and green, yeah. violet. Yes. So they all have an affirm affirmation. affirmation. Yeah. And there's, there's a little booklet that comes with it. And um, there's four suits. So the suits are receive with ease, which is all about teaching you how to receive the practice of receiving, receive your needs. Because I always say you can't receive your wants unless you receive your needs. Yes. Because that part of you that has basic fundamental needs is going to be the gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. So we learn how to receive our needs, which is the nurturing piece. And then receiving the wants are like 
I want freedom. I want money. I want things. I want relationships. I want love. I want a job. I want purpose. So that's the other suit. So receive with ease, receive your needs, receive your wants and receive soothing because soothing is so essential to releasing resistance and nurturing and keeping the flow gates open. Flow gates open. Yeah. So is that something new, your cards? Is it- yes, I actually um, just released them on Amazon. So they've been oh. selling there and very, very recently. So it's been fun. I'm starting to get some five-star reviews. So it's been very gratifying to hear how people are using them and the results that people are getting just by playing with them. There's also a workbook that I developed that goes with them as well. So that enriches the experience. It kind of expands on the teachings. Wow. Good for you. It's it's amazing when we finally decide to sit still for a moment and listen to that voiceless voice that speaks to us constantly, but we're doing and we're not we're not listening. Exactly. Exactly. I mean that that's always available to us, but we have to get quiet. Get quiet. Yeah. And leave the space and simply be and listen because it's there. Mm-hmm. It's always there. It's always been there. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, you know, as I said, I call it the voiceless voice. Because, you know, when I created this podcast, I sat here and I said, all right, so what should I call it? What should I name it? And, you know, I closed my eyes and I just sat still, nothing, no noise. And then I heard, call it the spiritual warrior coach. Mm. And I, it's funny because I said, do you really think that that name would be available? (laughs) Right. And, and I even, it's like, I was just, you know, chatting to my guides and everybody else. And I said, I, I doubt it highly. And then of course I heard, no, go and look. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Go and look on the internet. So I, I put in the name, you know, on peernick.com to see if the, the domain is available. Well, the .com was available and the .net. So talking about receiving. Wow. Know, I love it. That's exactly it. Exactly. I sat and I said, so I guess I'll be the spiritual warrior coach podcast. I mean, this is wonderful. Yeah. That's and uh, it's amazing how just by listening and, 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 keeping the head silent, you know, with nothing in it, you could say, uh, the messages are always there for us. Yes. Yep. Always. always. I love that. Yep. That's exactly it. That's how it works. Yeah. And and for days I kept on saying, Oh, what am I going to name it? What am I going to do? You know, doing right. I mean, I was like, right. right? (laughs) And nothing came through. Nothing came through until I finally just sat still. Exactly. That's how it is. It's, and that's why I say the, the first power of being is the power of stopping because the, and awareness is the key to everything. The minute I, we're always talking about that in the course, the minute you become aware, oh, I'm doing that problem solving thing. Stop. stop. Just reclaimed your power. Just stop. Mm-hmm. Right. But what happens is when we seek, I talk about shifting from seeking to seeing when you're in seeking mode, we often will not find the answers we're looking for because your consciousness is I'm seeking something I don't have. So your consciousness is not having, but the minute you stop seeking and you just let everything be as it is, 
all of a sudden, poof, you can see what was already here or hear it as a, the voiceless voice, you know? It's so amazing, but it's the, it's just being aware, that moment of awareness. Yes. And, and, and then taking some action to see whether or not, okay, right. what am I hearing? So let me see if, if, if it's doable. Right. Right. And it, boy, was it doable. I was very surprised. I love how your voiceless voice said, go look it up, <laughs> go look it up, just do it. <laughs> you know, and it was exactly, you know, what was said wow. was there. Yeah. And it, 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 I shouldn't say it amazes me because I've always, you know, had that, but sometimes it does amaze me. Yeah. Because all we need to do is sit still and listen. Mm-hmm. listen yeah so where can my listeners find you because oh, you yeah. are incredible <laughs> oh thank you wonderful um so you can go to successforthesoul.com all one word okay um also sonia m miller.com will get you to the same place and that's s-o-n-i-a m for maria miller and um everything's pretty easy to find. And if you just scroll down the homepage, you can find the cards and find the workbook you can find all kinds of fun success stories and see what's possible. So that's a great and place to go. And, and also one other thing that I love pointing people to is sure. it's a quiz and it's findyourblindspots.com. Oh, is that on a website, your website? It, it's just when you go to the, uh, homepage, it'll pop up. You can do, take the quiz. Yeah. Okay. So what is that again? The name? Find your blind spots, all one word.com. Okay. So when this goes up on YouTube, uh, we'll make sure that all of that is underneath your name. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Are oh, you welcome? Well, thank you. Uh, this was uh, truly a pleasure. Oh, I found you, believe me. <laughs> I, know, I was wondering how you found me. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> You know, sometimes you just say, all right, I, I'm looking for someone that can talk about whatever it may be. And you do a little searching and then a name pops up. Yeah. And when your name popped up, I said, oh, this, this is interesting here. Wonderful. And thank you, you know, uh, for saying yes to me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for what you're doing. It's so important and powerful and this has just been so much fun. I really appreciate the opportunity. Okay, thank you. Uh, what's the website again? Successforthesoul.com. Successforthesoul.com. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. And yes, I will feel more to see what else can come through for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, so um, yeah. Boy, I agree with you 100%. So it's, it's wonderful finding you, believe me. Mm, thank you. All righty. Well, I uh, guess I'm going to sort of sign off for now. Um, so, uh, you know, thank, want to thank my listeners for listening. And I hope that uh, you heard what you actually needed to hear. And I would love to leave you with these words. Do not lie to yourself. We have to be honest about what we want, what we need, and take risks rather than lie to ourselves and make excuses to stay in our comfort zone. So nurture and honor your dreams and your desires so that you're able to manifest them. 
you cannot build a story of success if you give up. And the world needs hope. So stand up and fight through your challenging moments and allow yourself to shine through those dark times and to be the difference in an indifferent world. So just trust and truly believe in yourself. And uh, visit me at motivateyourlife.net. And um, I would love for you to subscribe to my YouTube channels, Barbara Savin, where I have a lot of uh, MP3s on grounding and sleep and relaxation. And please subscribe to the Spiritual Warrior Coach podcast so that uh, you'll be informed of uh, my wonderful guests on a weekly basis. Again, I'd love to hear from you, motivateyourlife.net. Or you can email me at barbaraesaven at aol.com. So thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful week filled with love and light. Love, Barbara.